and welcome to show number two of the 2010 LifeSpring Why Christmas Show. I'm Steve Webb, the host of the LifeSpring family of podcasts at LifespringMedia.com. Today on the show, we'll be finding out just why we send Christmas cards to each other from James Cooper, my co-host of the show, and the owner over there at WhyChristmas.com. We'll also be hearing the first part of our very special Christmas story, and I think you're going to like it. But to kick things off, here's a great Christmas tune from Mark Lowry. You might be familiar with Mark because for a long time he was a part of the Bill Gaither singing group, but he also wrote this modern Christmas classic, Mary Did You Know. Mark was a guest on the LifeSpring show a few years back and we had a great time with him, and he gave me permission to play this song on the LifeSpring show. So here's his own version of Mary Did You Know. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? Your little baby You've kissed the face of God The blind will see The deaf will hear And the dead will live again The lame will leap The dumb will speak The praises of Child, your 
James here again. Now I'm sure we all send and receive lots of Christmas cards every year, and if you're like my family, you're in the middle of sorting them out at the moment. But why do we send them? Well, Christmas cards are actually a relatively new addition to the Christmas festivities, and there's some discussion among Christmas scholars about who sent the first Christmas cards. Many of us, including me, think it was Sir Henry Cole. Sir Henry was a government worker during the early Victorian period and he was very interested in the new public post office in the UK and wondered how it could be more widely used by the general public. And Sir Henry actually came from a town not too far from where I live. The public post office was first opened to widespread use in 1840 with the introduction of the penny post stamp. This meant that ordinary people could afford to use the post for the first time. Before the stamp came in, it was really expensive and only really used by rich people and railways were also becoming more widespread through the UK which allowed for the faster postal service. Cards could be posted in unsealed envelopes for only half a penny. In 1843, Sir Henry, who also founded what's now the Victorian Albert Museum in London, together with his artist friend John Horsley, designed the first Christmas card, and they sold a thousand of them for one shilling each. Now in today's money that's only about five pence or three cents, but in Victorian times a shilling was worth a lot more than that. The first card was made of three panels, and it caused quite a controversy, as the main centre panel showed a family at a rather lavish Christmas party, with a young child drinking some wine. The two side panels showed the Christmas spirit, with the poor being fed in one and clothed in the other panel. Christmas cards were widely produced from the 1860s, as printing methods improved, and by the early 1900s the custom had spread throughout Europe and become very popular in Germany and the UK. Early Christmas cards often featured scenes from the Christmas story. Snow scenes were also popular as there had been a very hard and snowy winter in the UK in 1836. The snow scenes often depicted that winter, so you could say it was the first Christmas nostalgia. However, Victorians also had some very strange tasting Christmas cards, including summer scenes, cards with crosses on them reminding people of Jesus' death, dancing cats and even frogs. In the last US census, it said that over 1.9 billion season's greetings cards are sent and received in the USA every year. Now that's a lot of stamps to lick. These days, more Christmas cards and greetings are being sent by email, and my family are certainly sending more of them by electronic means this year. Well, that's really interesting, James. Those early cards certainly did have some unusual things on them. Now, as we've mentioned, this year we've got a very special version of the Christmas story for you. It's been recorded by James, myself, and some of our friends in podcasting and voiceover work. It's been a really fun project to put together, and I think you're really going to like it. Today, we're going to be hearing the first part of the story where Mary has a very special visitor. After that, James will tell us more about the real history behind that part of the story. So here we go with part one of the Christmas story. 
Long ago, actually about 2,000 years, when King Herod ruled Judea, that's now part of Israel, God sent the angel Gabriel to a young woman who lived in a village called Nazareth. The girl's name was Mary, and she was engaged to marry a man named Joseph. Gabriel suddenly appeared to Mary. Peace be with you. God has blessed you and is pleased with you. As you can imagine, Mary was very surprised by this and wondered what the angel meant. But Gabriel explained more to her. Don't be afraid, Mary. God has been very kind to you. He's chosen you to be the mother of his own son. You will give birth to a baby boy, and he will be called Jesus. How can I have a baby? You will become pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Your baby will be God's own son, and his kingdom will never end. Your cousin Elizabeth, who everyone said was too old to have a baby, is six months pregnant with a baby boy. Nothing is impossible with God. I don't completely understand what you mean, but I trust God, so let it happen as God chooses. The baby Elizabeth was to have was also special. He would be called John, and as an adult, he would prepare people to welcome Jesus. Gabriel had told Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, about their unexpected son when Zechariah was in the Jewish temple working as a priest. Zechariah didn't believe the angel, so Gabriel had made him dumb until after John was born. So a few days later, knowing her cousin was pregnant, Mary said goodbye to her family and friends and went to visit Elizabeth and Zechariah. Wasn't that great? I hope you enjoyed it. Part 2 will be on the next show. That's quite an amazing story and experience. And did you know that Mary was probably only aged between 14 and 17 when it all happened? Not quite the picture we normally have of a mature young woman. So Jesus' mother was a teenager and certainly wasn't married when she conceived him. Being a mother at what we think of as a young age was actually quite common in biblical times. Girls were often engaged and married in their early to mid-teens. Joseph, who Mary was engaged to, was probably quite a bit older than her, in his 30s, 40s or perhaps even 50s, but even so, Mary and Joseph would have been quite a normal couple. Both of them were descended from the famous King David of Israel, and he'd reigned about a thousand years before the birth of Jesus. Mary was also related to the traditional priestly families of Israel through her cousin Elizabeth. We don't know what Mary did for a living, if anything, but the Bible tells us that Joseph was a carpenter. His job wouldn't have just been making things out of wood, he would have also been a stonemason and made things for the Jewish temple in Jerusalem, and some of the religious leaders thought that being a carpenter was actually more of a religious duty than a job. So Mary was an average teenager waiting to get married. Then one day suddenly an angel appears and says to her that she's going to have a child. In the Bible it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Well I think that's a bit of an understatement. Gabriel, the angel that brought the message to Mary, is God's chief messenger angel and only appeared to a few very important people in the Bible. The first words that Gabriel spoke to Mary, Greetings you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you, also have a very important meaning. The term highly favoured meant God's holy grace is upon you. If you'd like to know more about the angel Gabriel, then you can go to another site I run, which is over at www.whyangels.com. The name Jesus, or Jeshua, or Yeshua, as it would have been said back then, was a very common name in Israel 2,000 years ago. If you went out into any street and called the name Yeshua to a group of children, 
It's more than likely that a couple of them would be called that. The name Jesus means saviour and has a very important meaning in the Christmas story and it points to what Jesus' life would all be about. In the old Jewish religious stories, only very important people such as prophets and kings had the Holy Spirit coming to them. In the next part of the story, we'll be travelling with Mary to her cousin Elizabeth and we'll be hearing about Elizabeth's special baby that Gabriel also mentioned, so make sure you come back to listen to that. Thanks, James. The next part of the story sounds interesting. We'll hear that on the next show, as well as having some more Christmas music and finding out about Christmas carols. I would be remiss if I didn't give thanks and credit to the cast members of today's Christmas story production. The angel Gabriel was played by my good friend, Anthony Geddick. Anthony and I were members of the Godcast Network back in the day, and he's a professional voice talent. His website is Gettig.net. Mary is played by Miss Carmen Tyler. Longtime listeners of the Lifespring White Christmas Show will undoubtedly recognize that name. Carmen is an actress, a singer, and a good personal friend. Her website is carmentyler.com. Links will be on the show notes page at lifespringwhitechristmas.com. So, for James Cooper of whitechristmas.com, I'm Steve Webb, your host, and come back soon for the next Lifespring White Christmas Show. <laughs>